1: The final ranking show of 2023. Payne Winks has three wide receivers at the top for week 17. They are CD Lamb against the Detroit Lions, Tyreek Hill against the Baltimore Ravens, and AJ Brown against the Arizona Cardinals.
0: No surprises here. The Lions are 25th against fantasy wide receivers. CeeDee Lamb has been the wide receiver one overall this month. So this is just layup drill projected for 97 and a half receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb. Tyreek Hill, it's a bad matchup in Baltimore, physical defense. They've been number two against uh, passing EPA allowed, but no Jalen Waddle. And I'm not sure if the ground game, because it's so much of it, is to the outside. I think that Baltimore can actually handle that because their corners can tackle. They have speedy linebackers. To me, the game plan is just going to be spam Tyreek the ball 14, 15 times. And then with A.J. Brown, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. uh, No further stats needed.
1: Yeah. I mean, as for A.J. Brown, uh, against that Cardinals defense, a defense that is allowing 9.7 yards per target to boundary wide receivers. Wow. Uh, They're also 27th in touchdown rate to that position as well. Uh, Tyreek Hill against the Ravens, this is a really fun matchup, man. And obviously, Jalen Waddle has been ruled out. Uh, Reeves posted in his worksheet. For the season, Tyreek Hill has run 120 routes without Jalen Waddle on the field. He's drawn a target at a rate of 47.5% of those routes.
0: I'm not expecting anything else. Uh, For the deep sickos out there, maybe for DFS, Cedric Wilson, I do think is going to be a yeah. near full-time player. I haven't like, ranked in like, the wide receiver 40s. I don't think we'll get that far, though.
1: Yeah, I wonder if Braxton Earl pops in there, too. Uh, okay, quickly for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I mean... Not low-key because he's been fantastic. Dak Prescott's been fantastic. He has eight receiving touchdowns, second in the league, and also since week seven, he's added another 80 rushing yards and two touchdowns Mm -hmm. to that total. In fact, this might surprise you. Only Jane Reed and Debo Samuel have more rushing yards at the position than than CeeDee Lamb since that time. Mike McCarthy knows a little bit of ball. I mean, we always talk about it. Having a wide receiver lineup at the running back spot is the cheap code. It's the best play in football. Let's put that it, it's never not worked literally. Okay. Your number 4, and we had to start off here. Is Nico Collins. Let's go. He is back. CJ Stroud is back. Hayden, to put it in perspective, consensus rankings out there for half point PPR have Nico Collins as the wide receiver 18. Why are you so emphatic at the wide receiver 4 spot this week?
0: I ask you, you go ask all the other uh, rankings people out there why they're so low on him. I don't understand this one at all. In the last three games with CJ Stroud, he's had 14, 11, and 19 expected points. Guess which one of those three was the one without Tank Dell? The 19 one. This is a complete blow-up spot against the Titans. We talked about all the injuries in the secondary, on the defensive line, even Noah Brown, who I ranked inside the top 35 as well. He's dealing with an injury. Nico Collins is a full participant. C.J. Stroud is back, ready to go. This is a must-win game. And Nico Collins, I mean, for most of the season, has been a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Uh, I can't believe that his pick'em lobby projection is only at 69.5 receiving yards. I've already taken some hires on this one. Matchup, skill set, quarterback everything back ready to go with nico collins and it's just him out here and i just think people continue to underappreciate how good of a player nico collins is on tape on top of it
1: i might be doing a few of those during this episode as well um the most absurd stat from rich rebar's worksheet this week and it's absurd because of how injured nico collins has been at points this year and obviously cj stroud has missed the last two games plus the jets before that Only Tyreek Hill has more yards at home this season than Nico Collins, 919 to 826. And he's also tied for the league lead with seven touchdowns at home. Mm -hmm. I mean, his on-the-road splits are Jared Goff-esque. Let's (laughs) put it that way. (laughs) But Nico Collins at home, which this game is, against the boundary corners of the Tennessee Titans, which are quite bad, uh, line up for exactly what you said, a blow-up spot. And I think, Hayden, the consensus rankers out there just have forgotten... How great this combination is because mm-hmm. the last time we saw it was week 13 and he posted nine, 191 and one touchdown. Yeah.
0: I mean, the whole secondary and at both safeties, starting corners, they're all not playing for Tennessee. Jeffrey Simmons, their best player on defense, he's not playing. They're releasing defensive tackles. It is an absolute mess in Tennessee right now. And yeah, Vika Collins, very good at football.
1: Okay. If you want to take some of those pick and projections, like the hires on, nico collins click the link in the description down below right now i'm matching your first deposit up to 100 bucks if you use promo code the show or click the link okay justin jefferson is your wide receiver five this is against the green bay packers i mean this packer secondary over the last six games keen allen 10 for 160 i'm on a nine for 95 rasheed rice eight for 64 chris godwin 10 for 155 dj chark why not six for 98 and two scores yeah. even adam Thielen. Six for 94. So what can't Justin Jefferson do this week? Even attached to Jaron Hall.
0: Yeah, that's the only the the two bad spots for for Justin Jefferson right now. The quarterback question mark right when Jaron Hall was announced, the team total for Minnesota dropped by a couple points. So the market doesn't think much of Jaron Hall. And then teams facing the Green Bay Packers have chosen to run the ball at the league highest rate because their defense up the middle is truly awful. But like you said, it's not like their perimeter defense is any good. And even if Jair Alexander was good, and he's been very inconsistent this year, he's suspended for the coin toss routine, which is just ridiculous out there. So Justin Jefferson last week, I thought it was one of the best wide receiver games I've seen all year. His ability to high point passes is incredible. He will have to do that because of the quarterback play. Um, So yeah, pick him blobby has like 80 receiving yards. I think he can do it even with the environment around him not looking so great. I have a big time update for you. You rarely get things wrong.
1: Let's be real. But a big-time update. Nico Collins. I can't see that. 59 and a half. Not 69 and a half. Whoa. 59 and a half. Whoa. That might be my favorite one of the whole year. And we save it for week 70? And now I am a sepia-colored person because of the screen. (laughs) All right. We'll move on. Click the link in the description. I'm on Ross St. Brown. At the Dallas Cowboys. Amon Ross St. Brown has either had 100 yards or a touchdown in 12 of 14 games this season. Not bad for a round one slash two turn player. He's done both of those four times this season, too.
0: This is a great spot because they're expected to be trailing points. And if they have to get the ball out quickly, like we saw last week, uh, because of Micah Parsons, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to absolutely light it up. He's a wide receiver 12 and wide receiver nine usage Been the most consistent player in fantasy, basically the entire season. And I don't see anything that we shouldn't like here, except like maybe that they try to run the ball so much and they really get that going that there's just a little bit less passing volume. But it's pretty rare to see the Lions projected to lose by like a touchdown. Um, And I think that he'll get 10 targets.
1: Next up, the Rams duo. First, you have Puka Nakua. Then you have Cooper Cup. Talk to me about these two, because as you've seen with Puka Nakua, by the way, they're playing at the New York Gi- Giants. Um, sixth 100-yard game of the season. Third, playing with Cooper Cup when both have been out there in the field. And it's actually, though, for Cooper Cup this past week was the
0: fourth game in a row that he has led the team in targets. He's been just sensational. Uh, I get like more impressed by his tape like every single week. Puka, you mean? Yeah, with Puka. Um, the Rams, though, right now... Both of that these guys and even Demarcus Robinson could easily get home. Right now, the Rams have 46.5 expected points uh to their wide receivers over the last month. The league average is around 29. So they're almost like double the league average when it comes to using their wide receivers. On top of that, the, the Giants are 28th against fantasy wide receivers. Right now, Deontay Banks, that's their top corner. He has not been practicing. Dexter Lawrence, their best defensive lineman right now, he has also not practiced. So Puka's been the wide receiver six in usage. Cooper Cup been the wide receiver five in usage. Both of them are phenomenal. This is an absolute unbelievable spot for both of these guys to pop off.
1: Okay. We go from that duo to the San Francisco 49ers duo to round out your top 10. Wide receiver nine. Wide receiver 10. That is Debo Samuel. That is Brandon Ayuk. They're also on the road, but this is at the Washington Commanders. By the way, Debo Samuel's pick'em projection is only at 57 and a half right now. He has nine touchdowns since the week nine by Hayden on just 48 touches. Mm-hmm. ludicrous stuff. Brenna now has a hundred yards or a touchdown in seven of his last eight games. And as you all know, the Commanders' secondary has allowed a league high 130 yards per game to outside wide
0: receivers. This is an absolute eruption spot. Um, look at how far up into the right. The 49ers logo is on this chart. This is just like, everyone knows the commanders are really bad. So it's not even worth our time. Well, I almost want to do like a Nico Collins
1: higher. And a double Bray Nayuk plus Debo Samuel higher here, you know? Wow. Okay. Because I think most often with Pickham, people like to take those fringe names of like 27 yards or 12 and a half yards. Where when you think of a great offense in a smash spot with superstars included, then to me, those are the areas to attack as well. So just throwing it out there. Okay. Your water receiver 11 is Mike Evans. Mike Evans against the New Orleans Saints has not been a great history with Mike Evans in this matchup against the Saints. However, there is no Marcus Lattimore in this game. The last time they did play, Evans caught three passes for 40 yards. That was also when he was limited to just 26 snaps because of injury. Um, but Mike Evans has, uh, let's say, even been a different player this year than we've seen him in previous years, despite being attached to Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, my, my biggest note here is no Marshawn Lattimore means that they're not going to get in a fist fight and not yeah. going to get ejected. So that's, that, that's the positive news for for Mike Evans. Yeah, he's been a, he's been an absolute superstar this entire year.
1: OK, Hayden wants to go quickly. So we'll go next to Rishi Rice against the Cincinnati Bengals. If Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes and company are fed up. Aggravated, want to get back on the right track and make a statement against one of the worst defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. That is going to throw flow through Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and the other person, Rasheed Rice.
0: He's wide receiver eight in usage, and that's been during one of the worst stretches we've seen of Patrick Mahomes. So what what if they get hot? And this is a perfect time to get hot. The Bengals are 28th in passing EPA, they're missing their defensive tackle. DJ Reader, one of the best, probably their best uh, player on defense him and uh, Hendrickson. Um, Yeah, Rice is going to be the guy that needs to step up if this offense is going to find any consistency. And I think that this is a great spot for the Chiefs to get back on their feet at home against a a team that allows explosive plays all day long. So uh, if if I'm ranking Patrick Mahomes really high, despite being kind of an underperforming player, I also need to rank Rasheed Rice.
1: Michael Pittman? Your wide receiver 13 was announced just before we went live that he has cleared protocol and he is going to play this week against the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: In his last three healthy games, he's averaged 16.1 expected half PPR points. We've ranked him as a top 10 guy for probably like five or six consecutive weeks leading uh, up until these injuries. So ranked him a couple spots lower just in case there's any weirdness with the concussion protocol. Um, but for the most part, he's ready to go. I know the Raiders defense has been red hot Uh over the last couple of weeks, but they're still league average across the entire season. And I don't even think like the defenses even really matter for Michael Pittman because he's just such a first read target um, that he's going to get the rock no matter what.
1: Love that Patrick Graham's defense since Antonio Pierce has come along, has played better despite mm-hmm. the talents being the same. So that might be a bit of a roadblock, but I'm with you. The volume that he has had this year, he and i on St. Brown are just like pointing at each
0: other. They really are. By, by the way, Patrick Graham, he did the same thing with the Giants a couple years yeah. ago. So he's like one of the better defensive coordinators at like bringing like late no season namers. Yeah. <laughs> late yeah. season. Um,
1: OK, next is Stefan Diggs. And I think there are like two sides here. One mm-hmm. side's going to be like, you have Stefan Diggs ranked this low as your wide receiver 14. And then the other side's going to be, you have Stefan
0: Diggs ranked <laughs> this high as your wide receiver 14. And this is obviously against the New England Patriots. That means I pretty much nailed it then. Right. Um, so. Obviously, this has been absolutely incredible. He's the wide receiver 66 this month on wide receiver 29 usage. So he's been running bad, but also the usage has completely fallen off the cliff. I think this is a good chance for them to actually go back to the pass game. Right now, uh, we talked about the James Cook ranking. The Patriots are number one in passing or in rushing EPA. Number two in rushing success rate. They're 28th or 20th in passing EPA allowed. So they're a little bit more of a pass funnel. I went into the game logs. I looked at Steph Diggs versus Bill Belichick. Historically, in the last five games against New England, he scored seven touchdowns. Yeah. So we've seen Josh Allen absolutely light up the Patriots uh, in, in recent games. I think that they have to get Steph Diggs going back here, but the usage is hard to ignore. He's no longer like the elite wide receiver one that we can bank on. He certainly could be the elite wide receiver one if we're just sorting by upside.
1: Yeah, I mean he's gone over 48 yards just once since week nine. Um he actually has, and this is shocking. He actually has fewer receiving yards since week nine than Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir. <laughs> and Gabe Davis had three zeros next in there. <laughs> okay. Next I hated that. <laughs> Chris Olave at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he is dealing with a slight ankle injury. It does sound like he is going to go, and that's a good thing because when he's been on the field, Hayden. He has either 100 yards or a touchdown in six consecutive games played. Talk to me about this one because this Tempe defense, while they throw stuff at you, they do blitz a lot. And when they heat, they have been blitzed, here's a stat for you: the only uh, players with more yards against the blitz this season than Chris Olave are AJ Brown, Amon Amundarain Brown, George Kittle, and CD Lamb. That's courtesy of Richard Ubar.
0: Yeah, I love that stat. Um, sometimes the Derek Carr blitz stats get really bad, so that's a little bit surprising. But Chris Olave has been really good. Now, like last week, it's very clear that he's playing through this injury. Right. He's just still been so dominant. He still is the offense. And the Bucks, like you said, they are a top-five pass funnel. They're 28th against fantasy wide receivers. And then Chris Olave, even on that bad ankle, wide receiver 16 in usage. So uh, it's a great spot. It's a must-win game for the Saints to stay alive uh, in the NFC South race as well. Um, so it should be a Chris Olave um, solid game right here. DJ Moore
1: is up next. He is also dealing with a bit of an injury right now. This is against the Atlanta Falcons defense. Falcons defense that we actually talked about against quarterbacks and running backs. Shockingly good. I mean, mm-hmm. the Falcons are allowing just four receptions per game to lead wideouts. That is second in the NFL.
0: Not a surprise. You have A.J. Terrell and then with Jesse Bates kind of floating over the top. All that said, even with the bad matchup, Darnell Mooney is not going to play. Cole Komet is not going to play. So, like... The target shares we're going to sort by uh air yard share and stuff, and DJ Moore will be popping off against them. So, give me DJ Moore's skill set, give me the volume, and I'll fade the matchup. Uh, he's a boom bust wide receiver, too, basically as he's been uh, for the entire year.
1: Can we name the other wide receivers on the team? Is it Equanimia St. Brown and is it Vilas Jones?
0: No, they got they got the rookie Tyler Scott. Oh, Tyler Scott, he's gonna be he's gonna be a factor
1: uh, next year. Um, just three wide outs have hit a hundred yards against the Falcons this year. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, speaking of is up next. Um, hasn't been a great run for Devontae Adams since this team has been running the ball so much. <laughs> Talk to me here because, uh, I don't know if the people who drafted Devontae Adams are in the yeah. finals, but he has been, I think a top 20 scorer in just two of his last 11 games.
0: Yeah, it's been really bad. Um, Since week nine, he's averaged just under 11 half PPR points on 12 expected half PPR points. Obviously, Antonio Pierce just really wants to run the ball. And guess what happens against uh the Indianapolis defense? They are running the ball against them at the highest rate in the NFL. So we have a defense that allows it and we have an offense that wants to do it. So this is just me. Tipping my hat to Devontae Adams because he's still so damn good that I can only rank him down. But this is officially the boom bust tier of wide receiver two rankings. It
1: kind of goes to what we talked about last week with the Falcons, where this Colts defense plays base personnel on just 18% of snaps. And um, obviously, offensive personnel can also dictate that. But they're going to put, you know, multiple tight ends, maybe an extra offensive lineman out there and uh, force you into situations that you might be uncomfortable And I will say a glimmer of hope here. And this, again, comes from the worksheet. The Colts are playing cover three at the highest rate in the league at 57% of snaps. Against cover three, Devontae Adams leads the team with 35% of his targets and 50% of the team's air yards. All right. There it is. Next, Devontae Smith. Uh, The other A.J. Brown, some might say. He got there last week, Hayden. And now he gets a cake matchup against Arizona Cardinals.
0: He does. Um, everyone gets home type of environment here against Arizona. The only stats I have here in his last three games with Dallas Goddard active, his expected points were at 8.3 in the three games without Dallas Goddard. They were at 12.1. So that's about a four point difference uh, with Dallas Goddard and expected points. That's kind of the same trend we saw in the beginning of the year with Devonte Smith. Now he's still so good. The matchup's still so good that he can easily pay, pay off, but He's more boom busty just because he can easily finish this game with six targets where everyone else in this tier kind of like at eight to ten.
1: DeAndre Hopkins in a bit of a revenge spot, even though he likes Houston, maybe not the coaches that were there with him, but he likes the city. Long gone (laughs) Um, faces the Texans defense. I'm a bit shocked that you have him as wide receiver 19. I get it from like a usage standpoint and projected points standpoint, but he is living his high variance life with the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. this year.
0: That's his entire tier, though, so I kind of believe that he should be in there. He is the wide receiver seven in usage, but you are right. That's led to wide receiver 27 production this month. The thing that kind of persuaded me to keep him in this range, the entire Texans defensive line is not practicing. That's will anderson that's both their starting defensive tackles that's Grenard, their other edge rusher so maybe will levis has more time to throw and i think that will help because deandre hopkins runs so much of his routes down the field right now so um i'm expecting nico collins and cg stroud to light up this texans or this titans defense that should lead deandre hopkins into some good game script against uh maybe a defense that just can't rush the passer
1: Maybe shocking here. His 15.2 air yards per target is the highest rate of his career. Mm -hmm. That's Will Levis for you. That is Will Levis for you. Okay. Jamar Chase currently ranks as your wide receiver 20. When asked about Jamar Chase's status for this week, Zach Taylor just responded with quote, we'll see. Um, I think it's about a 50-50 shot he plays this week.
0: He wants to play. They certainly need him. Um it's, I ranked him a little bit lower here just because even if he is active, we don't know exactly how active and ready to go he's going to be. There's obviously some in-game injury risk. And then on top of that, his last five healthy games, and this is obviously with without Joe Burrow for a lot of them, he's only averaged 8.6 expected points. And right now, Cincinnati's projected for under 19 points. They're playing in Kansas City, one of the best defenses in the league. So this is just... Everything kind of working against Shamar Chase. I still want to rank him fairly high because he's just so damn good. But the environment, the team total, his injury, the matchup, all that stuff is bad news. DK Metcalf
1: is up next against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, I think he led the league in percentage of team targets inside of the 20-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, This year, he also leads the team with 20 targets in the red zone, 10 more than the next closest player on the team. And he has 17 targets Inside the end zone, Hayden. That is 45% of the team's total targets in that area of the field.
0: Does size matter, Josh? I think it might. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is gonna be one of my favorite individual matchups to watch. Joey Porter, that's a rookie corner for uh Pittsburgh. He's actually number three in snaps per reception. He trails Jalen Johnson, who's very good, and this guy named Jalen Ramsey. So as a rookie, Joey Porter has been very good now. The Steelers are missing both their starting safeties at this point. But we have seen Joey Porter actually shadow number one wide receivers. And Joey Porter's got the like physicality to kind of math with DK Metcalf. Now still, Metcalf's been so good that I still want to rank him aggressively. But I think this will be like an all-22 nerd tape grinder matchup to watch here. And I kept Metcalf closer to Tyler Lockett and JSN than I typically have just because mm. the other corners are not nearly as good as joey porter it's a dangerous game to play um but i think that these guys deserve to be a little bit ranked closer together
1: it's a big statement from hayden winks who is consistently on record saying even good Mm -hmm. rookie corners get targeted at a high rate so this is some respect to joey Porter.
0: yeah dad played in the league also joey porter was shadowing um last week and then i believe was it uh t higgins or s- somebody just took an absolute yeah beat in zone coverage so it still doesn't matter all the time because teams yep. play zone and all that stuff but i just wanted to talk about it because i think there could be a little bit of physicality here
1: chris godwin against the new orleans saints is up next uh this has been his best best month of uh of his career late season late mm-hmm. career i should say um Anyways, let's just say this is the best month of his 2023 season. That's the best way of putting it.
0: It has been. You've talked about it in previous shows. uh, New Orleans is worse in the slot. Yes. Chris Godwin's been playing there on 34% of the snaps. There's not like a slot wide receiver, but mix is in there just enough. He's been the wide receiver 14 since his wife got mad online. So um, typically that works. Words to live by. Okay. Calvin Ridley is up
1: next against the Carolina Panthers. Um, Calvin Ridley, just one target in the first half last week. Then same old story, gets six catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns in the second half. Uh, he continues to frustrate the people out there. Um, JC Horn did return to practice. However, Troy Hill, who has been playing in the slot quite a bit for the Panthers, has been rolled out for this week.
0: He's the wide receiver three in usage this month. Now, I mean, what else can you ask for people? What else can some we ask some for? Points, some points would be nice. He's a wide receiver, 28 in production. It's been four straight games where Calvin really has exceeded 15.8 expected half PPR points. That is extremely hard to do. Obviously, that coincides with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones's injuries. I still am just a little bit nervous that Trevor Lawrence is not the same. Like Whenever I watched Trevor Lawrence recently, the ball is kind of spraying a little bit more, and that was before the right shoulder injury. He hasn't practiced on that shoulder injury, so even if Trevor Lawrence fights through this remember some of these like games where big Ben was like barely even able to walk and stuff and he'd fight through and it just looked terrible we've seen that with Derek carr as well that's my fear here with trevor lawrence he's a warrior wants to play out there but literally heads shoulder knees toes for trevor lawrence the
1: craziest thing though is all those lower body injuries that trevor lawrence has had not significant but like that you should miss games he still is out there like running the football in those situations too um another usage note for you have really now has a league high 43% target share in the red zone and is tied for the league lead with 50% of Jacksonville's end zone targets. Maybe size doesn't matter. (laughs) What more could we have wanted? Obviously converting those (laughs) points would be great. Jaden Reed is up next. Um, Jaden Reed. It sounds like he is going to play. This is obviously at the Minnesota Vikings. And we talk about all the time with running backs facing this Vikings defense The if you can say soft area or where they've been giving up the most points, Minnesota, Minnesota is allowing a league high six point three receptions per game to slot wide receivers. Jaden Reed occupies that area.
0: Teams also passing the ball against Minnesota at the league highest rate and they have to get the ball out quickly for two reasons. One, when you bring the house, you got to get the ball out hot. And that's what happens with slot wide receivers like Jaden Reed. And also if you're playing drop eight, a lot of the times you kind of hold on to the ball and just check it down underneath both of those work in Jaden Reed's favor. I'm assuming that both Dontavian Wicks and Christian Watson are not going to play. They haven't practiced this week. Jaden Reed's at least been limited in practice. And I just think that Jaden Reed is pretty damn good. So I think everything's kind of working in his favor, assuming he's healthy. So hopefully he gets in a full practice after we record the show.
1: Terry McLaurin against the San Francisco 49ers, a 49ers defense that at least prior to the buy and since a little bit, um, Outside wide receivers down the field. They've been susceptible to some big plays. Mm-hmm. And we know that Terry McLaurin, in the small number of snaps that he's played with Jacoby Brissett this year, has had his most productive moments. Four or five targets for 122 yards and a
0: touchdown with Brissett in spot duty. Right before we went live, do you see the news, though? Jacoby well, Brissett. Brissett had, yeah.
1: Hamstring, but Ron Rivera said something to the effect of, like, oh, he looks fine out there.
0: Okay, that's all I need to know. Um, This is assuming that Jacoby Brissett's starting out there, and this is for sure a quarterback upgrade. Once they announce that uh, they're going to bench Sam Howell, the commander's team total jumped by multiple points. So you and I know it. We see at the splits with Terry McLaurin, but I think Jacoby Brissett, just more accurate passer, throws on time a little bit more, and Terry McLaurin needs all of that. His splits with Sam Howell has just been so bad this year. It's crazy. I want to find that Ron
1: Rivera... Yeah, I mean, I feel like, okay, I'm not gonna go on a tirade here, but some of the reporting this season. It's been sus. It's, <laughs> it's been, been sus. It's been pretty questionable. Like I feel like people want to be a bit first rather than, you know, right mm-hmm. lately. And uh because five minutes after that initial watch out, Sam, how am I gonna start? Runner and Jacob Brissett's hamstring tightness. He took some reps today and looked pretty good moving around. So the team will monitor it over the next 48 hours. Like that doesn't sound like they are nervous. No,
0: it doesn't. I mean, even last night it was Amari Cooper Is a gonna play, and then he was inactive. We saw that with with Josh Jacobs as well. And then
1: I mean we've seen it with earlier this season, Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be the lead ball carrier or Dalvin and like yeah, all Dalvin and Come on, guys. Let's get real. There's a pick'em projections on the line. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in, room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize – You now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals slash underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.
1: Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Tyler Lockett, up next. Talk to me about Tyler Lockett because you mentioned it with DK Metcalf and conceivably, that means that Tyler Lockett would have an easier matchup. But man, talk about high variance world. He's living in it this year, too.
0: Yeah, these next couple of names that we're going to get to are also the high variance type. So, yeah, just I think his matchup is a little bit cleaner. Uh, they've been moving him inside and outside throughout, just kind of playing the matchups here. So I think that his matchup is just a little bit cleaner if we really want to zoom in. And he's been the wide receiver 23 in usage this month. So he's due for a positive regression game.
1: George Pickens is next. I want to reiterate this awesome stat from for whom J bell tolls from mm-hmm. stats versus film that George Pickens has played 832 snaps this year. That 31% of his fantasy production has come on four plays. Yeah. Four plays this year. Um, he's on the opposite end of that matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Anything you want to add?
0: He's hasn't eclipsed 10 expected points in nine straight games. The the. Uh, Steelers are running the ball at top five rates as well. So as much as I love George Pickens, this still is Mason Rudolph in a run first offense. So, and on the road, I love George Pickens though. Like,
1: well, what we saw from George Pickens though, with the one game that he has played with Mason Rudolph is his first touchdown
0: since week eight. You right. Know? And he, he's been pretty good with Mason Rudolph. That's, that's for sure. But um, this is Mason Rudolph still. And it's not Christmas.
1: Facts. Brandon Cooks does not go there. He goes as your wide receiver 28. Um, this is against the Detroit Lions. He has six touchdowns over the past 10 games, and those are necessary because he has only eclipsed 50 yards in two games this season.
0: Yep, this is a great spot to hope that we get one of these spike weeks, low-volume, deep threat. But right now, Detroit, they're 24th in passing EPA. They're 25th against fantasy wide receivers. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's been ruled out. That's a starting safety. Cameron Sutton, he was a DNP as well. So this Lions secondary remains fairly injured. Brandon Cooks needs the big play. But in a shootout game at home, you got to like his chances for it.
1: Next is Noah Brown. He is going to play opposite Nico Collins often this week. Um, We saw really in the last two games with like C.J. Stroud against the Jets, Noah Brown was not good enough to separate versus those outside corners. Then when Case Keenum faced these Tennessee Titans two weeks ago, Noah Brown went for eight of 11 targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. And so he's probably the secondary pass catcher this week, Mm -hmm. but that could be good enough. Like you're putting for the top 30 week.
0: Definitely think so. He's been the wide receiver 28 in usage. They get CJ Stroud back. It's the same matchup we talked about with Nico Collins. So I think there's tons of upside here. I think there's to me on tape, Nico Collins just stands out way more than Noah Brown has. I think Noah Brown's probably still a fairly underrated player in general. He's got that yards-after-the-catch ability that you love to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great spot for for an upside. More like a DFS type of play, but if you you could do worse than Noah Brown this week. That is for sure.
1: Yeah, and look, love Nico. We outlined, especially at home, how he's been unbelievable. I think it's in the realm of possibility that Noah Brown outscores Nico Collins. Yeah, sure, yeah. Romeo Dobbs, your wide receiver 30. We already talked about Jane Reed. And uh, then Romeo Dobbs still stands here as the other healthy wide receiver.
0: Yeah, he's going to be out there for f- full-time snaps, which is important for him. He had his best game last week, 15.9 half PPR points. That's the most he's had since week one. Um, full-time player, assuming that Don Tavian Wicks and Christian Watson are, are not out there. And then on top of that, the Minnesota defense losing some bodies out there. Teams pass against Minnesota. Um, hopefully there's a big play waiting to happen.
1: Zay Flowers starts your tier four and wide receiver 31 after Joe Buck called him already a star in the NFL. Zay Flowers goes out there and gets 13 targets, nine catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, That was the first touchdown he had scored um, or second, I think, in 11 games.
0: He's not a star. Not yet. He's a good player. He's a fun, exciting player. Um, He is the wide receiver 26 and wide receiver 17 usage this month. All all that comes out without Mark Andrews. He's going to see some Jalen Ramsey this week because he does play on the perimeter. That does scare me. Since Jalen Ramsey has been active in week eight, they are third in passing EPA, fifth in passing success rate, fourth in rushing EPA, and second in rushing success rate. This is a very real defense, in my opinion. Also, Zay Flowers, more importantly, DNP in both, both practices so far with the calf injury. So this is kind of a placeholder for him. This assumes that he's out there, but maybe is not. Himself, but um, yeah, I think we've, we've been kind of more appropriately been ranking Zay Flowers. I feel like everybody wants to rank him higher than what he's kind of been. I butchered that stat.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> Zay Flowers scored one touchdown in the first 11 games. Since then, he has scored three touchdowns in his past four games. Interesting, or Yeah, th- in three of his past four games, I should say, because mm-hmm. it's four touchdowns in total. Anyways, that also does align with like you know, Mark Andrews missing time, so on and so forth, but um, again. We had this game, and then just before it, he caught, like, one pass for seven yards. So it's not super consistent, which stars are super consistent.
0: Yes. Also, stars can go up against Jalen Ramsey. I'm I'm fearful of that. Okay. Adam Thielen
1: is up next. Um, Started the season incredibly consistent. Uh, Ever since, not so much. I will say Mm -hmm. just 32% of the receptions allowed by the Jaguars to wide receivers this year have come via the slot which is actually the sixth lowest rate in the nfl
0: but they're still 25th against fantasy wide receivers because teams love to pass the ball against jacksonville um adam thielen it's been a quieter month for him but he's still the wide receiver 25 in usage and we did see bryce young showing some signs of life so this is a pass funnel and adam Thielen, i still think is the number one when push comes to shove okay
1: let's go through a couple more slot wide receivers then, because Jackson Smith and Jigba is after that, and then Curtis Samuel on the opposite end of that San Francisco 49ers matchup.
0: So JSN, there's at least a path to upside because he's playing more outside recently. Obviously, that game-winning catch uh, was an example of winning downfield, which we were not able to say at all, talking about the safeties not being out there, maybe Joey Porter on DK Metcalf, This is actually a game where I can see JSN popping up for more of a ceiling than what we've seen uh, throughout this entire season. And the same thing with Curtis Samuel, very quietly. I mean, really quiet. Wide receiver 32 on wide receiver 24 usage this month. That was with mostly Sam Howell. So I think Curtis Samuel, he gets an upgrade with Jacoby Brissett as well. And he's got the startable usage, especially if you are looking to PPR scam. Next, Odell Beckham who I think played the same number of snaps as Nelson
1: Aguilar last week. So that kind of puts into perspective how it feels like they are saving him for a postseason run. I do wonder if that kind of starts this week because if you continue to win, then the number one seed can potentially be in your sights.
0: I agree. And then top of that, Zay Flowers, he hasn't practiced this week. So if Zay Flowers is out there or not out there, then Odell Beckham, you have to be playing a bunch of snaps. He's even with like, he's been playing like 60 ish percent. Of the snap, he's still the wide receiver 31 in usage this month. I've, I've seen enough from Odell Beckham to actually trust him as like a legit starting wide receiver. Um, So if Zay Flowers misses, I think that Odell jumps up another tier. Um, And yeah, I think I think I would rather trust Odell trying to win against Jalen Ramsey than Zay.
1: I am going to be very aware of what the Pickham projections on Underdog Fantasy are going to be in whatever first game the Ravens play for Odell Beckham, because I think he goes from being a 60% snap player to a 90% snap player during those playoff games.
0: The question is, do you bench Nelson Aguilar or Rashad Bateman? And I think that is a extremely fair question.
1: Yep. Drake London at the Chicago Bears with uh, Taylor Heineke as his quarterback.
0: The number one corner in the snaps per reception is Jalen Johnson. That's who Drake London will be seeing this month. Love Drake London, but he's still the wide receiver 41 in usage. So both these offenses play very slow. Um, so volume remains an extreme concern for Drake London. I really wish they get Russell Wilson as a quarterback next year. Throw the ball up to Drake London. Play action under center. Let's ride.
1: Bro, Arthur Smith and Russell Wilson. It'd um, be
0: amazing. <laughs> can you see it? Like, it makes sense
1: to me. No, schematic. I don't know if I can see it. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but maybe it's two players, a, a player and a coach who are, are destined for each other. Let's put it that way. That's okay. True. Let's close out this uh, top 40 with uh, Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton's not playing this week, it sounds like.
0: No Um, Sutton, and probably no Marvin Mims as well. He had a picked-up injury in the middle of practice as well. Demario Douglas against
1: the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is allowing 8.7 yards per target to slot wide receivers and nearly five receptions per game to our PPR king. Demario Douglas, um, T. Higgins, and then Deontay Johnson close out the top 40.
0: So with T Higgins, obviously you would love to play him, but with Jamar chase, most likely going to play here. Um, I looked at the last four games when Jamar chase has been out there with T Higgins, it hasn't been pretty only seven expected PPR points. So um, it's just really tough to get T Higgins and Jamar chase and Joe Mixon home when your team's only projected to score 19 points. So don't love it for, for T Higgins. And then yeah, Jerry, Judy, it's him and like Brandon Johnson, out there um jared sidham is a quarterback downgrade in my opinion judy hasn't he hasn't hit 10 half pbr points since week eight Hmm. it's time to do something um because he's he's on this team next year they picked up that fifth year option he is gonna be back on this team unless somebody trades him uh and as we saw with russell wilson sean payton is not afraid to get your ass out of there for players that he does like see adam troutman and the boys
1: okay 41 plus we have three names here. Gabe Davis. Uh, I know what happened last week was nice this week. Um, the new England Patriots play a ton of man coverage of Gabriel Davis's seven touchdowns this year. Only one of them has come against man coverage. So this is not a Gabriel Davis week, at least no. from the surface to me
0: in eight games against the Patriots. He's had under 42 yards in all of them. There it is. So. Demarcus Robinson, uh,
1: I mean, kind of here's interesting. An un- here's an unreal stat for you for Demarcus Robinson, obviously courtesy of the great retreat bar. Demarcus Robinson now has seven end zone targets in his like basically three games played. <laughs> um, that is the same amount as Cooper Cup this season and just right. two fewer than Puka Nakua on the entire year.
0: Now, some of those end zone targets, Demarcus Robinson's head was like not even like turned around. Like he's one of these players that I can tell infuriates Matthew Stafford, but he's out there. Tutu Atwell was back. And he was completely benched. So Demarcus Robinson like profiles higher than this if you can trust, if you have the cojones to play D-Rob. And it's only fitting that our uh, wide receiver
1: rankings and rankings in general this year end with uh, Quentin Johnston as your wide receiver 43.
0: No Keenan Allen, no Josh Palmer. He's competing for targets with your boy Alex Erickson and Jalen Guyton. <laughs> I mean, there it is. You got to get, you got to walk away with eight targets or so it is smart. Wow. Yeah, that too.
1: Okay. That does it. Thank you to every single one of you who has tuned into our rankings shows this year. It was a new form of content that we opened the doors on in 2023 and um, Hayden, it was a success and I think we'll probably do it again next year.
0: Yeah, I love everyone bitching at me. for Yeah, rankings. I, that's very fun. Let's be real. It's <laughs> it's a lot of
1: work for Hayden to put time into these rankings. Trust me, he does put time into them. As you can tell that they're very different than the consensus rankings out there. And I try to highlight when that happens. And look, when you list 40 plus names, you're gonna be wrong, you're gonna be right. And I know many of the people out there who tune into these episodes, just click to the players that they are considering and maybe look at the number and not the conversation, but hopefully the conversation and the reasoning behind the rankings is what pulls you back each week to these shows.
0: completely agree. Maybe next year we have a rule. If you're going to complain that a player is ranked too low, you have to tell me which players you're ranking beneath them. Everybody wants their players higher and higher and higher. Or we'll
1: just put all the rankings on Patreon. I'm sure the people would love that too.
0: Okay. Good (laughs) idea. Good idea. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, Again, leave a thank you, Hayden, in the comments if you've enjoyed these this year. (laughs) All right. For Weaves, for Hayden, I am Josh. We'll see you all on Sunday morning for a start set show with, uh, 14 games on the day up the villa. Talk to y'all soon. See.